tennis.com podcast. And here's your host, Ed McGrogan. Hey everyone, tennis.com podcast here from the U.S. Open. I'm Ed McGrogan here, back with Richard Pagliaro. Uh, rain right now on Tuesday. There's kind of no better time than to do a podcast. Um, we're gonna. We know a couple of the men's quarterfinals at this point. That's what we want to talk about. The other two will be determined later today slash tomorrow, depending on when the tennis really gets going again. But we do know two of them, and one's and you know one is a really big one: Roger Federer and Thomas Burdick. The other is Andy Murray and Marin Cilic. Um, and so, you know, Richard, thoughts, I guess initial thoughts on Federer Burdich. These two have met a lot of times in majors as well. Burdich had that one win over Federer at Wimbledon uh, 2010. But, you know, for the most part, this has been Roger's, you know, matchup here. But what do you think about these two coming into, you know, tomorrow's match? I agree with you. I think it's, it's Federer's match. I think the one area of concern is the fish walkover win. Sometimes it throws you a little bit out of rhythm. If you remember Djokovic the year at Roland Garros when Fognini pulled out and he just wasn't the same. I thought he lost to uh, Federer in that semifinal. I sometimes think missing that match and sort of getting off the routine of practice match, practice match can be uh, disconcerting. Obviously, Federer you know, has won the, the Open so many times and what, eight semifinals in a row. So you got to make him the favorite. The one thing is, you know, Burdich has played well. I mean, he was down a set and a break to Cleary. He turned it up. Almagro had a good tournament. He really took care of him. If Burdich is taking care of his serve, I watched that Madrid match. I realize it's a different serve as Clay, but he really gave Federer all he could handle in, in Madrid. I think that's going to be a closer match than people think. I would definitely favor Federer, but you also get the sense of sort of an underlying edginess there when, when Burdich beat him at Wimbledon and 2010, he was a little upset. He felt Federer didn't give him the credit, you know, mm-hmm. a little bit about how he... Yeah, it was actually at that press or not. Right, and, and, you know, I don't know that Federer meant any sort of slight by it, but I think he really did interpret it that way. Like, geez, when, you know, when you beat me, I praise you, and when I, a few times I win, I'm not getting sort of the, the respect factor. So I think there is a little bit of edginess there, and I think that's going to be a, a pretty... A pretty good one. Yeah, the Burdich result over Almagro really surprised me how convincing that was. Um, you know, Almagro, before that, he played Sock, I believe, and, uh, you know, I thought overall that would be that would be a really close match. That seemed like a classic afternoon Armstrong, like, five-setter, and, and Burdich really just by the end of this had, had Almagro reeling. And, and then you got, um, you, you know, with... With Burdich, you know, the, the Burdich Federer match actually, in a way, reminds me a little bit of what we saw last night with Murray and Raonic, in that we kind of, I think, expected a lot more from Raonic, kind of waiting for that little breakthrough. And now, obviously, Burdich and Raonic are at different points of their career, but it really did show the gap between, the heavy gap between the top four and a guy who is probably at the top, at the top of that next tier. And it, it does seem a lot like, you know, Burdich and Sanga guys like that. We, we do expect them. You see, well, maybe this is the year that they really come through to slam here. And, and you know, Roger and Novak tend to just slam the door on them. So I, it, it, it to me, I think until proven otherwise, maybe that's, maybe that's kind of where I'm leaning toward. Oh this. yeah, I agree with you. I think the one difference is Burdich is a much more dangerous returner than Roundage, whereas Roundage, you know, you get that one break, it's really difficult for him right now as his game is presently 
constructed to get the break back. Whereas Burdich, he can he's very dangerous on the return because he's long. You try to serve him wide, you open up an angle. He's got a very expansive reach, and he's pretty balanced off the forehand and backhand. And and I think he gets up for Federer. I mean, I think Federer the big advantage is the is the variety where he can really bend the ball up high or keep it really low. And and Burdich is a real he's a big tall guy. Those low balls can sort of trouble him and he's a flat hitter so that you, you know yeah. that comes into play as well i think it, it you know fetter it is his match but i, I think burdich is really going to test him to me to me federer and and burdich is tougher to call than murray and chillich right. in my i think um especially going back to that murray roundage match of last night i think this is a, a really kind of actually one-sided in murray's favor just kind of on you know form alone I think I would I would have said for sure that Raonic is a is a bigger threat to Murray than Chilich would be. You know, I don't think Chilich has had of course the the test of kind of what we, you know how he's doing even though he's made it around farther than Raonic. I just don't really see Murray troubled in this match, especially from what we saw last night. Um Murray was you know really playing not just with he was getting everything back, of course, controlling the play, really had Raonic kind of where he wanted him, but a lot of power, too, a lot of pop. Murray just um, really looks strong to me at this point and sort of is as convincing at the moment as Djokovic and Federer to me to get through to the you know those semifinal slots. I think he's not just become a number three because of Nadal's absence. I think at this point with that Olympic gold, especially he's you know, a convincing player, you know, the t- that uh, such a leader of the quarter he's in. Yeah, he's looked really strong. I mean, the, the F, the low, Feliciano Lopez matches, he, he was a little cranky there, and it wasn't as decisive as I thought, but I thought, Murray, that was his best match of the tournament, beating Raonic, especially Raonic had beat him in, in Barcelona earlier. And for me, the big thing was when he bangs that 130-mile-an-hour-plus flat one down the middle, and you've got to lean over there, he was hitting the slice serve wide, to Raonic, and Raonic is a long reach. He was not touching some of those returns. Mm-hmm. So when Murray can bang the big one down the middle, make you respect that, he sort of expands the service box because he hits that slice on the do side that's really, really well. And he just makes you play a ton of balls. The other thing for me is, you know, I don't want to completely dismiss Silich because I made that mistake in 2009. Well, that's what I want to ask. In 2009, and I, I, you know. Is Chilich beat Murray here? A he beat him, ago. and he beat him decisively. So beat what him. is? So what's you know what makes? Uh, I guess for that result, if you remember back to what, what was going into that result to get to give Chilich the win, and what does he really got to do to play Murray well this time? I, to me, that match was more a case of Murray was just shockingly flat. I mean, he just came out. I think it was a day match, if I remember well. He just didn't come out with any sort of fire or passion, or he just kind of looked resigned to you know, this isn't going my way. And it was over, I don't know, an hour, 45 minutes or less. So I think he would need Murray to cooperate, miss some first serves, get a little cranky, get ornery, start barking at his box, start tugging on his knee. And his, I think Murray would have to be a little bit off because I think Silich is a really fine player, but everything he does, Murray does better. Like he's a good mover, but Murray's a better mover. His backhand's his best shot, but Murray's backhand is a better shot. You know, he's he's a guy that he, he hits the kick serve more. I think Murray's a better server. So I think he needs Murray to, Murray's level to drop a little bit. And the other thing is, Silich, the early rounds, he was on the outer courts, and now you're in Ash. It's a, the biggest stadium in the in the game, 
And not only is the crowd a factor, but just the width of the court. There's so much room for Murray to track down those balls. And he's so good as a scrambler. And I think the width of the court really helps Murray because he's such a beautiful mover out there. Yeah, you could fit you know, probably two of those side courts oh, into, into Arthur Ashe's court. It's amazing. And it's a different feel. You look up and you see how what a big stadium. It's just a entirely different atmosphere absolutely all right well, we want to get those uh you know our thoughts on those to you and uh we'll be back a little later in the tournament and uh talk some more tennis here from the u.s open with richard paglaro i'm ed mcrogan thanks for listening you've been enjoying tennis.com's weekly podcast thanks for listening for all the latest news and events head over to tennis.com 